Hi, I'm Valerie. And I'm Imra. And we are two, two African Americans. Welcome to Two African Americans, a place for courageous conversations that heal. Today we'll hear the second part of a conversation about the ethnic roots of Savannah, Georgia, a city that has become a melting pot of African American, white, indigenous, Hispanic, and Asian cultures. Our hosts, Valerie Grimes and Emma Smith, talk about participating in the celebrations of different ethnicities, how it is just as important to join people in their joy as it is to join them in their pain. Let's tune in now for the second installment of this two-part series, Surveying Our Savannah. Well, Em, here we are again to continue our discussion on the history of Savannah and why we feel it is uh, such a place and such a time as this that we've been called together into the ministry of um, diversity, uh, inclusion, and reminding people of we are more alike than we are different. And uh, Savannah is, I think, so rich in history, um, and it just expounds on the diversity of um of our, our, our country even. I think it gives a picture of what our country was intended to look like. And so I'm grateful to be living here and to, to be in relationship with you and in this work together with you. Me too. It's such an honor to actually step into the lives of others and then to be able to do it together. We really believe that we are stronger together. Absolutely. And so it leads us to why this is so important to us to understand the people that we live with. As we said in our previous recording, like a little microcosm of an entire world. And if mm -hmm. we can get this and connect well, then can it go everywhere? Can we all follow the principles? Um, so we have big dreams and big prayers. Yeah. As, as we look a little deeper still into last time we, sh you know, we shared about who made up the city, this greater area that we live in. And we actually, um, we have now, we've got even more. We have Hispanic, Asians, Indians, Pacific Islanders. And you wanted to share a little more about the Gullah Geechee people. Yes, I, I we we mentioned them just briefly on our last um, episode, but we have a very large uh, group because the Gullah Geechee people are 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 known on the the coastal areas, those coastal regions of South Carolina, Georgia, Florida, and North Carolina, um, and they have, as you said before, they are um, descendants of slaves. 
and interwoven with uh, European and uh, Native American influence as well. And so they have a very vibrant community right here in Savannah. And I get an opportunity from time to time to interact with them and to to hear um, the speech is, you know, so rich and robust for me and to uh, to be able to hear some of the influences that they still have. The music of our region, the food of our region is so uh, well influenced by the Gullah Geechee culture. Uh, the storytelling. We talked about uh, cultural uh, activities and cultural um, backgrounds once and, and the celebrations and different things, but the Gullah Geechee people are really rich in passing down stories from generation to generation to generation. And this past um, Juneteenth, I was able to take my three and four year old grandchild down to the Wade in the Water on Tybee Island, where they told the story of our ancestors. And we were able to participate in actually stepping into the same water that brought our ancestors here enslaved. And now we today, as free people, step into that water and become. Um, the prayers answered of our ancestors and of our descendants. And I get to pass that on to my grandchildren and, and hopefully they will pass it on to their children and, and on and on it will go. So um, such a rich history. And right now, Pinpoint Island is one of the few remaining islands that is pretty much well inhabited totally by Gullah Geechee people. All of the other islands have been sold either by choice or by force, but Pinpoint is one of the uh, few remaining vibrant, fully Gullah, Gullah Geechee um, um, residents that we have here uh, in our area. Uh, it And it's so, it is vibrant. The colors, they are, well, of course, it reminds me so much of Africa. We are vibrant people, personality, colors, music, everything. Um, and I, as we've looked at all these people it and, and where we're all from and the many visitors from different parts of the United States, the tourists that, that come, all of us that are planted from elsewhere in here, just a very diverse community. I get to ask the question, so what? What does it matter if we're all from different places? Why is it so important to see one another, to be inclusive, to understand one another well? If I think of all the different festivities that we have in our town for different holidays that, that everybody has their special moments, Sometimes, and I, I'm just being very transparent, I, it doesn't matter to me that there's uh, Islanders, Asian festivities, the mariachi band comes into Savannah, they, the Hispanics have a wonderful the food, then there's Juneteenth we spoke about, the end of the year, there's a whole other celebration we have 4th of July, we have Christmas, we have, and I haven't always, you know, 
you can only go to so many things. If you're not as sociable as I am, I'm very mission focused. So I'll mm -hmm. go anywhere where I need to, to go and meet with a hurting heart, but I'm not, and I know you love fun things and, and you like, okay, people, I just have to share this for a minute. Uh, we had the two of us had a date. We we were belab belaboring in prayer and planning for the work that we have jointly. And we took a dinner date and we're walking on the riverfront. And the next minute, I'm just like given a bag and given whatever she was carrying. And she's like, oh, you know, I've got to do this. And I'm like, what? And the next minute, there's a band. And there's this this little guy, he is dancing like, and she's like, a, a man cannot dance on his own. And off she goes. And and she and <laughs> she was dancing. And I'm like, oh my word, can't take this woman anywhere. Um absolutely. But, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta come on and join in, enjoy the fun, enjoy and let people know. I mean, what do we do, Emma? We let people know that we see them. I could let him dance by himself. <laughs> and I'll go I'll go stand with a girl that's leaning on the fence and that feels terribly alone. So we all do it in, in our different way. But so for some of us, it's hard to think of celebrating when others celebrate. And it's really got nothing. I, I don't have the, the wherewithal for it. But why is it important that we actually do support one another we yeah. do come together we absolutely include i mean we said we've said it we said that it's important for people to know that they are seen that they are heard that they are understood at least to a certain degree uh, that we're curious to know more and i think we have to sometimes step outside, not sometimes, we have to step outside of our comfort zone and say that we are going to participate. Let me hear more about you and your culture. Let me understand more about your history and why it's important to you. I want to, to, to get to understand where you're coming from. And M, that is such a huge part in um, going beyond just diversity. Diversity just says that we look different and we're in the same space. Inclusion starts to say we look different, we're in the same space, and we all have input and we all have an opportunity to make things better. And so I think we have to be willing to be uncomfortable sometimes uh, and learn more about people. And, you know, those, the particular celebrations are such a good time to do that because at that point, everyone involved is usually in a festive mood. And so you get a chance to hear about the best of times first, and then it always will lead you to some of those tough moments in history, uh, the things that we have to wrestle with and reconcile. But I think joining people in their joy is just as important as joining them in their pain. I love that. Oh, my, that is um, entirely profound. We get the best of them and we get the collection of those who are different from us. And uh, there are there two things that come to mind. Um, why that is so important so even if you are not a person of faith in the business world 
uh, I just pulled up something here. Gathering together a diverse group of individuals brings new perspectives and experiences, which allows innovation, connectivity, mm-hmm. bringing a wider mindset, more productivity. And for those who are only after the dollar, it actually brings more finance to the table. So it, mm-hmm. it is good in a business world that we we have space and room for one another. It is even richer in the relationship world, a community, building stronger cities that we can respect one another, be tolerant of one another. It, it can prevent, I truly believe, some of the toxicity that dwells within cities. It is a whole nother conversation uh, mm-hmm. when we think of crime. It, mm-hmm. it is a whole battle that the world faces that the enemy will, as long as we're on this earth, there will be those that do drugs, sell drugs, commit crimes as an outflow. There's so many reasons for crime. But if the city can come together and truly serve one another, put aside the sentences that say, well, they need to work harder or well, this and this and go, we will, the, the, the Bible even tells us the poor, we will always have with us. Mm-hmm. It's part of life. And you know how I feel about that. That is not, it's not him saying that they're going to always be poor people, but he's saying that we always have work to do, that we always have an aisle to reach across, that we always have to stand in a place where we're not comfortable. We're not allowed to sit back and use that as an excuse that they'll never do better or they'll never, um, nothing will ever be different. And so I am just. um, But you know that even in that, he said that truly those that, that will be with me in the kingdom are the ones that did reach across the aisle Mm -hmm. that that no matter the reason someone is struggling whether it's emotionally mental physical poverty whatever of the poverties we all go through them at some point grief and loss they're all a spirit of poverty within the soul at some moments whatever it is have you seen me have you Mm -hmm. served on my behalf when someone is down and out in the, mm-hmm. any format that it is without judgment. I just sometimes have to think, how can I judge and not be willing to serve those that have less than me in any of those forms when I know what if God dealt with me that way? Mm-hmm. When I was less than, when yes. I was a very nice human being, when and and yet he didn't see my behavior. He saw right. me. Mm-hmm. And if we look at the word when Jesus was amongst men, he actually, he stepped beyond, he breached the divide. He mm-hmm. brought those that were Gentiles into his family and, and made us in the entire world 
one, we came from from two people which were created by God and all of life split us up a million ways and he came to bring us back together again. And Isn't so that to- the truth? I'm sorry for interrupting, but when you said that, we, you know, in the beginning was he created Adam and Eve and from them, the whole universe is now populated. And, you know, that's, that's, we, we keep saying this, oh, that's a whole other podcast <laughs> because there are so many things about the origin and the place that, you know, uh, that they believe that Adam and Eve came out of. And I won't even try to venture into it, but the whole thing is that we all came out of the same. And yet we have learned to treat each other so differently. And we know that that is because we live in a fallen world, but to see each other and to respect each other and to honor each other means that we are then ready to move forward. Um, I used to say all the time, Emma, I come from a, a very small city here in Georgia that even when I go home now, I feel that it is very stuck in the old system, the old way of doing things, and that there's not a lot of progress there. And a lot of our, um, a lot of people that look like me, people of color, are still very limited in what they can do there. You know, you have to push and push for everything in my little hometown. And with that being said, I used to say all the time, if the the haves would recognize that they would have more if they would release some of the the um some of the hold or the restrictions that they have on the people they consider the have nots because emra if i'm doing better then the people who have more than me, they're going to do even better because now we can stimulate the economy. Like you said, diversity and inclusion is good for business. <laughs> you know, uh, if nothing else, it's good for the bottom line. So what what are we, why, why are we arguing when we should be saying, what is the greater good? How do we see our neighbors? How do we, Find a way to work together in harmony, not in tolerance. I don't, when someone tolerates me, that is so different than harmony. Harmony means that we're working together. Tolerance means that we're working separately, just we're in the same space. So how do we get to a place where we're working in harmony to move forward? And I challenge our listeners and I challenge myself daily when I look in the mirror, the way that we do it is that we step outside of our comfort zone and be willing to be uncomfortable so that we can understand and um, move into a place of agreement. So we ask each of you today. Will you join us? Take up this amazingly exciting journey of seeing one another, presenting yourself in places you may not normally. Be open to learn and grow and see it as fun. It's in the world of psychology and just reframe 
what comes out of your mouth. Because what you say is how you're going to act and behave. So if you normally go, you'd say to yourself, oh, I don't like those people or I don't like that food. Don't say that. Go with an open heart and say, I'm going to be curious. Give yourself a different sentence. Because fear is natural when we feel uncomfortable, when it's new, unless you're a very adventurous spirit and they are many that there you go uh so it doesn't matter how you come just go i i'm going to be curious i'm going to learn i'm going to see and as soon as the negative thinking comes oh they're too loud or whatever it is we all have those sentences that are passed from our community whether it's family whatever it is we inherit them they become part of our thinking we say them to ourselves when you hear it come, shut it down, have a sentence, have a, it's not an affirmation, but it's just a rewiring your thinking and say mm-hmm. that new sentence. I'm going to stay curious. I'm going to have fun. Whatever it is, go in with a positive attitude. It seems such a slight thing, but it works. It's it power. And it, it will change community. It'll change yeah. your heart. You will have a lighter joy. You will have less fear. You will feel like you belong more. And and you just do not know what gifts someone else is waiting to give you. The love of others can be an unbelievable surprise because each culture loves differently. And you may just find, I fit with them. They they feed my soul. And you may be one at the same time that, that has the ability to feed your neighbor's soul. So we can't wait for our next time together. Give us any conversations you would love us to have. As you know, we have a whole list building for you. Thank you for being with us again today. That's right. And Emma, I cannot wait. The very next cultural celebration here in Savannah, I'm going to drag you with me and you're going to have fun. (laughs) I'm going to let loose and I'm going to go do it. Thank you for joining us today on Two African Americans. We so appreciate your support as we delve into these sensitive topics. If you have any questions or suggestions for future podcast topics, please reach out to us at twoafricanamericans at gmail.com. Have a great day.